Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. It's podcast time. It is podcast time. You missed a great show today. We talked a little bit about Double Flash. Mm-hmm. The double flash will let you figure out what that means in a well, moment. We're giving you no more context no on that. No more shit. context. It <laughs> all came from a text in Fats in Claremont. Plus, we spoke with Matt Hardy for our 30 minutes of fame. Wasn't he funny? He was very good. And we also heard about apprenticeships and traineeships that are being celebrated this weekend. Here's what you missed. Do you know I went for a little evening walk last night? Ooh. It was so nice. Where'd you go? It was about 8 o'clock, just, just around the block. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that. Do you know what? A walk, Erin and I used to do this, my partner Erin and I, used to come home from work, mm-hmm. pre-kids, yeah. and go for a half an hour to 45 minute walk, just the two of us. In the first 15 minutes of that walk, we got all the crap off our chest. Yeah. Like all the whinging and moaning. Yeah. And then in the next 15 to 30 minutes, we'd solve the problems that we needed to solve and actually be really productive. I love that. We don't do that enough. Maybe I need to start walking again. Although I did talk about with Erin last night while we were laying on the couch scrolling our socials because that seems to be what we do. <laughs> doesn't really have the same saying, effect, does she it? She said, oh, it's quite amazing that you got to the top of the mountain. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, okay. My my Achilles is starting to seize up again. Okay. I think that's that delayed onset muscle spasm. The DOMS you were talking yeah, about doms. yesterday. <laughs> um, I need to keep running because yeah. I need to still get even fitter. Mm-hmm. Because like I've definitely got aerobic fitness back, but I haven't got – I haven't lost the, the around-the-waist numbers. Okay, but it's the – have you been measuring yourself? No. Nah. Because that's key. Probably should have. Yeah. I think I've definitely lost some circumference. And what's important <laughs> is the fitness, really. Yeah, 100%. Like, I could go and run 10Ks today. Exactly. I couldn't. No, I know. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. You've hey, done well, Tubes. Really quickly, Re, mm-hmm. 04881073, Jamie from Bell Reeve has already sent us in a picture. Oh, good job, And it Jamie. says, good morning. And it's a beautiful picture. I tell you what, Jamie's got up early. This one came through at quarter past four. I think I was still in bed around then, Jamie. Lovely shot of Hobart and the waterfront. There must have been a little bit of fog about this morning. Thanks for the text, Jamie. You got a couple of tickets in the meat tray. You can be like Jamie too and get your text in 04881081073 and your photos. Please send us a photo. It's Triple M Breakfast. We've got a special guest in the studio. She arrives most mornings at this time. Tessa Randello from our Triple M newsroom. Good morning. Good morning. She's actually been here for hours. She just arrives in the studio at this time. (laughs) She's been getting all the news updates from very early in the morning so you can know them. But what is making news, Tessa? So these government enterprise hearings are going on at the moment. Basically, there is a committee that's able to ask questions to big business In Tassie. So the big business that are run by the government? Yeah, the ones that have affiliations with the government. So, so Metro yes, was yesterday and right. then, uh, sorry, Metro was mon- Tuesday right. and then yesterday was Taz Racing and Aurora Energy. Oh. So some interesting stuff came out of that. I'll kind of mm-hmm. give you the dot points, but we're actually, Tasmanians have a record $15 million in debt on our energy bills. We're all <sighs> behind on our energy bills, and 13,000 households had their payments cancelled in the last um, financial year just because they weren't able to keep up with those payments. So they've had their, their payments cancelled or their service cancelled? They've had their service cancelled. Because oh if goodness. you have a mm-hmm. um, payment plan and you don't keep up with it, they cancel your yeah, service completely. Right. Gee. Yeah. This is, that's concerning. How many was it? How many, how many services? 13,000 households. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of households. That's a lot of Tasmanians that have had their service cancelled. And I look, I've never had my service cancelled, but I've certainly signed up. Mm, so yeah. if you've had your service cancelled, I imagine that jumping through the hoops to try and get it reconnected again with 
having the one pay the bill that's out. I think you just pay it. I think that's all it is. Is you just, well, and they just like, like it's that simple. But I'm pretty sure it, it is that simple. If you you'd have to figure it out to get a payment plan or something in place. I got a letter yesterday saying that I have to pay six hundred dollars to <laughs> Aurora by like some date in December, or they'll cut off my power. And it's because I've been paying money to my old addresses account number because that was ended and now I've got a new account number so the money's been going to the wrong thing oh. but that was scary getting a letter saying mm. we will cut off your service yeah 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 okay so what's come out of these uh, government business scrutiny so that was most of what came out of Aurora's yeah. in terms of Taz Racing um, they were kind of unable to answer some of their questions about licensing and safety where they kind of skirted around some of those questions. Um, but they also obviously knocked back suggestions that less people were watching racing mm-hmm. yep. and saying that, you know, animal welfare concerns are still their priority. Okay. Well, there's a fair bit of water to go under the Taz Racing Bridge, I reckon. Yeah. There's a, there's, it, it is rightfully under some scrutiny and I know there are a lot of people in the industry that do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Does it make it wrong? Well, you tell me your opinions, Hobart. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three, or you can call one triple three five three. It's good that we're having these scrutiny on our GBEs mm-hmm. or government business enterprises, they're called. Yep. I'm sure that, well, for instance, Metro has another ten services that are cancelled today. Yeah. Yep. So that needs to be scrutinised yeah. because they said back in September or when was it that they cancelled 177? Around September, yeah. they cancelled those 177 services and said, from now on, we're going to be consistent. Well, the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of cancellations. Yeah. Let's get to some good news. Good news, Tessa. Yeah, so we've got seven local Tasmanian yachts that will join the 113 in the Sydney to Hobart race this Boxing Day. Um, there's also going to be a record number of women. 11 women skippers or owners will be in the running for the Sydney to Hobart, which is great. Excellent. But that's my worst nightmare, that stuff right there. <laughs> Tubes was saying off air, he's like, this Sydney to Hobart, that would be my worst nightmare. I'm like, Tubes, no one's going to make you do this. I no. think these people choose to be in the race. I think, I think you also have to be sailing for a really long time. They're not just going to chuck you on a boat. Oh, look, I know people <laughs> who have decided to do this because they're like, oh, bucket list. I'm I could do ch- that. I could do that. It's like that one time I said that I'd do the point to pinnacle on the radio yeah. and then all of a sudden Hobart held me to account. <laughs> I, there's Mark this down. On the 23rd of November, 2023, I, Tubes Taylor, <laughs> promise to never, ever do the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race. That is my worst nightmare right there. <laughs> But well done to everyone that's doing it. Great that there's some Tassie entries and great to see some women owners and skippers having mm-hmm. a crack at it too. Tessa Randello from the Triple N Newsroom. Thanks for the update. Rodney from Signet. Morning, Rodney. Morning, guys. How are you? What would you like to talk about? Um, this new RBE boss, whatever, RBE, RBA, whatever it is. Yeah, Michelle Bullock is the chairperson of the Reserve Bank of Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's um, it's tough. My partner and I were talking about this last night about how she's gone back to full time hours at work, um, and we aren't getting ahead anymore. Mm. Basically, she's working to have the same lifestyle we had when she wasn't working, and that's um, because of our our interest rates of our mortgage. Now we're yeah. very lucky to be in a home. We're very lucky to also to be able to work and and have care for our kids and. Yeah, it's pretty tough out there, Rodney. I think this government's going to be a one-term government. How untouched are they? You know, everything that you earn, like you pay taxes in your wages each week, then you go give fuel, you'll, you'll pay, what, what's the government get out of it every litre? 50 cents? 47 cents? You go down to the local shop, buy a pie, how much does the government get out of that? No, look, Ronnie. I think I think those numbers too just need to be looked at. I'm not sure about where they're at, but I just think that 
we need to curb our CPI, like CPI interest rate. And I don't know a lot about this stuff, and this is why I, I get a little bit dumbfounded and disenchanted. Well, I think everyone probably feels the same, Tubes, because it's, it's, we're trusting these people to sort of do the best thing for us, yeah. but it, it is impacting all of us. Rodney from Signet, appreciate your call. Thank you so much for calling on 13353. That's Rodney's perspective. What do you think about the RBA contemplating putting interest rates up, Hobart? 04888881073. Or you can call like Rodney has, 13353. I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I keep thinking about people out there who. We're living paycheck to paycheck before. before. Absolutely. And Erin and I were, like I said, lucky to be in a position where we had low interest rates for about 10 years. We were mm-hmm. able to pay more off our home loan than what we actually were supposed to. And because of us working extra jobs, like, you know, me, yeah. where I'm out doing something every weekend to try and bring extra income into our household. And it's survival. Yet someone out there, someone, and I think Rodney was alluding to, is the government making money? Well, I, don't, I think the government's role is to put the money back into the system, and that's how they've done that over COVID. We saw mm-hmm. the Liberal government put money back into the system with, um, what was it called, JobKeeper? Yeah, this and, is the recovery the, from COVID. This, and this is also the recovery from COVID. Yeah, mm. we are coming back from a global pandemic, which pushed everything back yeah it's triple m breakfast so i was just reading a text here Rhea, that uh-huh. came through on 04 from fat and claremont he says from who what? sorry fat great and claremont <laughs> okay morning fat <laughs> i think his real name's justin okay morning justin morning justin he has asked Tubes, what's going on with flashing your lights these mm-hmm. days? The double flash. No one seems to do it anymore when there's a speed camera. So is you think it's illegal? I think it's against the law to do I it. I don't know about that. So when, like, shouldn't be. Don't speed. Don't for speed, starters. obviously. Don't mm. speed. We all try and keep our speed limit, but we know that sometimes we creep up a little bit. Is flashing, is the double flash illegal? Now, Tessa. Yes. You I tried to get you in here to try and settle an argument, basically. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure if I can help that all that much. Really? Is a, is a double flash illegal? I'm not sure. And, like, what? A single flash? But how? why would it be illegal? Because uh, you're warning, warning someone. People. But people know there's, people know, like, there's um, stationary speed cameras at the top of Tolman's Hill. There's one at um, Montrose. Mm-hmm. There's also one on the Brooker. Yeah, we all know where the so, where the permanent ones are. Yeah, the permanent ones. Yeah. Well, I recently got done by one of the not permanent ones, the new ones that they've brought in. Speeding. Oh, the mobile phone. Not speeding. One speed. Well, the mobile phone and seatbelt cameras. So they've got cameras like really high up above Tessa, you. you know not to be on your phone. I wasn't on my phone. I thought I was being so good. I got the fine and I was like, there's no way I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. Is anyway, that what it was for, seatbelt? Yeah. And I had it tucked under my arm. So apparently that is not wearing your seatbelt properly, which I didn't realise. You've got to put it over your shoulder. It's got to be over your shoulder. So why, may I ask, Yes. do you put it under your arm? Usually because it rubs on my neck and that annoys me. So it's a bit <laughs> of habit. It's because she's but too I didn't, short. I didn't realise at this point that it was illegal. So now it's up on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You might need one of those cushiony ha- things. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... How much was it? It's pretty brutal. It's like a $400 fine. Wow. Oh. Three demerit points. That's significant. For not wearing your seatbelt properly. So I guess wow. that's You've something to keep an eye on. Learn your lesson, Tessa? Your lesson. 100%. And, and I think wearing your seatbelt underneath your shoulder yeah. is also quite dangerous. So maybe that $400 is a lesson in safety for you, Tessa. Oh, it will be now. What <laughs> other things don't you know... Hobart that are illegal. Yeah, or what, have, what have you learnt that's illegal that you didn't realise was? Because didn't you say something about open alcohol in your car? I know that's illegal. Yeah, you, can't see, have, like you can't have a stubby sitting in your drink holder. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. I didn't realise that you can't have, like, if you've opened a bottle of something nice and it's in your boot. Apparently you can get fined for that too, but mm. I'm not sure. Because I think you might have been pulling over for a little... Was it yeah, called? you know, well, <laughs> I think you can have it open. Like, I'm not going to finish a whole 
bottle of, I don't know, whiskey when I go to a party. So you've got to have an open, I'm, and I'm not leaving it at my mate's place. Yeah, it's I'm true, definitely you never taking get it that back. stuff home. Put in the back seat, though. I'm not going to sit in the. Yeah, in I, the don't, I don't think bottle. that's legal either. <laughs> Are you flashing your lights, Hobart? What's the what's the rule there? I don't think it's I don't think we're supposed to be. Don't, I don't know. We actually love getting your texts on 0488881073. Stu in Perth. Morning, Stuart. He sent us a picture of the Midland Highway. Nice. Little soups down to the deck, Stu. <laughs> She's real low. A <laughs> little bit of fog about. Braden soups is, down to the deck. That's a saying, isn't it? Never heard it before, but Low sure. fog. Makes sense. I think so. Uh, Braden sent us a picture of the Claremont Golf Course. Morning, Braden. Must be listening via the listener app, or he's taking his transistor radio out onto the golf course with him. Not bad mm. from you. A text here says family still struggled back in the eighties with interest rates very high, twelve percent in eighty five and eighteen percent in eighty eight. Yes, but see, the difference then was house prices were far lower. Family still struggled is what they're saying. Yeah. I did write that I did write back to that text. We write back to you occasionally, Hobart, O four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Flashing your lights is illegal. This is what John said. Police will charge you. Just goes to show people's mentality and continuing road deaths. And your our producer was wearing a seatbelt, John. She had it just tucked under the arm. So instead of going the overarm strap yeah. She tucked that one over her arm, so had both arms over the top of her seatbelt, which I think would have caused some pretty serious injury. But I think she's learned her lesson she's now with a $400, lesson, $400 fine. $400 fine. That's exactly what they're there for. And David from Melbourne says, Tubes, why would flashing your lights be illegal? On what basis would that be illegal? Not sure. So I think it's because you're dazzling another, that's with inverted commas, dazzling yes. another motorist. Okay. I tend to dazzle other motorists just by being there. Uh, well, it's, it's true. You should just be copping a fine every day, Tube. Steve in Newtown <laughs> sent us a picture of the beautiful sunrise. It looks like Steve is at the Huon Keys on Hobart's waterfront. Nice. Beautiful stuff, Steve. Good place to be. Looks like he might have an egg and bacon roll in his hand there. Nice work, Steve. Thanks for the picture. And Trish from Bridgewater says, Morning, guys. With the RBA, I don't understand how they want us to stop spending so much money to slow the economy. We all have to spend money on basic everyday items. Food mm. is so expensive and pretty much everything else we need on a day-to-day basis. The people making these decisions get paid disgusting amounts of money. They aren't in touch with everyday people and cost of living, so they increase interest rates to curb our spending. I don't understand how it works. Mm. Oh, and apparently it's now illegal to flash lights to warn people of police or speed cameras. Cheers, Trish. Thanks for that, Trish. And Jason in Dromedary says, Flashing your lights is illegal, but hiding them speed cameras is illegal, surely. (laughs) Jason, just... I think if we can all agree that there are the fatal five. Yes, absolutely. And speeding is one of those things. And the more we speed, the more likely we are to get into an accident. And if we all just went the recommended speed limit mm-hmm. as much as And if as we're it all might, doing the right thing behind the wheel, we won't be getting our tickets. Paying attention, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Just don't get tickets. But I don't know where I stand on the flashing lights. Text us anytime, 0488 88 It's We've been taking your texts on 0488881073 about whether it's illegal to flash your lights at oncoming traffic to warn them about uh, It's definitely illegal to flash in general, but flashing your lights is what we're unsure of. That's right. So the double flash, is it (laughs) it dead? Don't know. But we're hearing that it's illegal. Some people are saying it's definitely not. Mm -hmm. I'm saying... I don't think it is. I think that it is. Because it's about warning of an oncoming obstacle too. The old double flash. Trevor in Dover's given us a call. Good morning, Trevor. Well, I rang you guys. Actually, it was um, Phil was on there as well. When they first came out, The uh, and I was uh, dead against them because I reckon they're revenue. Now you're talking. So if, it, if, it, if it, the, the yeah, speed cameras. The, yes, the, the new ones. ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. it also detect mobile phones and seatbelts. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm just on the speed part of it though. Okay. Um, so if it is illegal well i've been in trouble for years then because um, i've done it <laughs> but but the the ultimate goal is to slow down so if someone flashes the lights at you what do you do you slow down i guess it, you slow down yeah so, so the speed camera's there 
all right, save the revenue part of it. It's warned the person to slow down, so we've achieved what we need to achieve to slow down. So, so what's the problem with flashing your lights? So maybe what we need is some undercover police out there just doing the old double flash <laughs> all around the state, Trevor. Yeah, if everyone's just double well, flashing the whole time. Well, my argument was earlier that um, there should be more police on the road and that would slow people down and then it wouldn't be a revenue thing mm. because they would pull you up straight away but, and give you the fine or whatever and that, and that hurts your pocket but tra- Trevor, immediately. don't we need more revenue to have more police? Yeah, there's a double edge though. We yeah. talk about cost of living, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes you might be a couple of k's over, you try not to be, but if you've got someone that warns you, you slow down already. Yep. No. no. So yeah. then... And then it's safe on the road. I think We've the whole what we need to achieve. And I think we can all agree that the point of our speed cameras, generally, I would think, mm-hmm. is a to create hysteria, or not hysteria, create publicity around making sure you stick to the speed limit. Road safety. Road yeah. safety. That's exactly right, Trevor. Thank For you. Sure. You could probably get a job in breakfast radio. <laughs> No Trevor. Cheese. No cheese. Trevor, <laughs> thanks for your call. That's Trevor from Dover's Perspective. Every year, work and training is responsible for seeing hundreds of Tasmanians graduate from qualifications through RTOs and employment services here in Tasmania. This weekend, they celebrate the graduation ceremony and awards night with Leanne Wallace, the CEO of Work and Training, to talk us through it. Good morning, Leanne. Hello, Tubes. How are you today? It's great to have your company. Tell us what is happening this weekend. Okay. This Friday night, Work and Training are celebrating our graduation and awards presentation and dinner uh, at Blunston Arena in the beautiful Ricky Ponting Room, which makes every occasion pretty special when you hold it in that venue. Um, So we are celebrating. We've been doing this for approximately over 20 years holding this event each year. Uh, It's a celebration of apprenticeships and traineeships generally, but mainly the ones that we employ or train and the businesses that we partner with to give them the opportunity to complete their qualifications, allowing them to go on to amazing careers after they've finished their time with us, hopefully to stay with the business that they've been with while they complete their qualification. I've been privileged to be at this award ceremony a few times now, Leanne, and I'll be there again on Friday night. Really looking forward to it. Why are our apprentices and trainees so important to the Tasmanian economy? Oh, very important. Um, They are building, we're building with the businesses we work with, the workforce of Tasmania in the future. And without them, we won't have skilled tradespeople, we won't have the non-trades, we won't have people with the expertise that we need to go forward. We actually need a lot more of them as well. There just isn't enough of them being um, employed. So why should people look at trainees and traineeships and apprenticeships in Tasmania, Leanne? The people that we, we employ that are placed in the businesses have decided that this is the industry they want to work in. They've possibly already got a bit of a taste for it through a vocational course at in year 11 and 12 sometimes. Um, they've been um, picked as the best of the applicants that have come through to us and they will go on to be really um, wonderful people to have in the business. I'm really looking forward to hosting this event on Friday night, the Work and Training Graduation Award and Awards Night at Blunston Arena, Leanne Wallace from Work and Training. Where can people get involved if they are thinking about an apprenticeship and looking at doing something with Work and Training? Well, thank you very much for asking that, Tubes. We have got 35 positions vacant at the moment that we're looking to fill. We operate from offices in Devonport, Launceston and Hobart with a fleet of cars and people that support the trainees and apprentices we employ. So you just need to go to our website. Um, workandtraining.com.au and you'll find all the positions we have. We've always got lots of positions vacant and this is the perfect time of year to be having a look because businesses are really uh, ramping up the amount of people they want to employ or um, interview and have ready to start in the new year. What sort of positions do you have available, Leanne, if people are interested in starting a traineeship or an apprenticeship? 
really diverse. So as a group training company, which is um, not everyone knows what that is, we employ apprentices and trainees and hire them to businesses. And we're a generalist as a group training company. There's a few GTOs in Tasmania. Um, most of them do specialise in certain industries, but we're a generalist. So we have dental traineeships, IT traineeships, traditional trades. We've got 90 apprentices in the traditional trades at the moment, so every trade you can think of. Different positions like we've got people in construction landscaping, got people in cabinet making. We've got a lot of people in business traineeships across lawyers' offices, government departments, um, health department. I think at the moment we've got 24 dental trainees on board that are around the state. That's that's quite amazing, amazing. Leanne. Yeah, it's an amazing unbelievable. array. Yeah, there's so many different areas that people can go in into traineeships and apprenticeships that would they would never have thought of. Workandtraining.com is where dot com dot au. Workandtraining.com.au dot au is where you head along. Leanne yep. Wallace, the CEO of Work and Training. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M, and all the best Thanks. for Friday night. Thanks, Tube. See you Friday night. It's Triple M breakfast. You can call us one triple three five three, just like Anthony from Bridgewater. Morning, Anthony. How you going? What's going on? What do you got for us, Anthony? If the government was really serious about the road toll and uh, bringing down the road toll, yep. Why don't they put speed limiters in cars? Well, I know the trucks around the state have got speed limiters in them, Anthony. That's right. We're limited to a hundred. Yeah, I still. That's that's a fair point. Like, why do we? Why do cars need to go? have the ability to go 160, Absolutely. 170. Exactly right. Like, how many crashes are speed-related would be solved yeah. by having a speed limiter in the car? Not a bad suggestion, Anthony. What do you think, and Hobart? 0488881073 is a text line, or you can call one triple three five three. You know what else would help too? I don't know. It's obviously probably not doable, but putting a breathalyzer in every car. Look, I think... <sighs> I think we all know that if you're having a drink, you don't have a drive. Yeah, but clearly th- people don't know that. Because- no, but they do know that and they still risk. Yeah. And that, to me, That's is the, the height of stupidity. Mm-hmm. You put yourself at risk as soon as you put some alcohol in your mouth. And I know you can have one, maybe two, and standard Just drinks. Just don't risk it. Organise. It's so easy now yeah. to get home. You can walk. You can... Uber, taxi, yep. bus. Well, buses are a little bit. <laughs> get a mate to pick you get up. Get a mate to pick you up. There's always a way to, mm-hmm. to get away from that. I don't think breathalysers are needed in cars, but Anthony's made the suggestion of putting speed limiters on cars. What do you think, Hobart? 048881073. time to celebrate you, Hobart. And we have a very special guest in for Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. All you need to do is head along to triplem.com.au, upload a 90-second video of yourself showcasing your talents. Impressive entries will join us here on Triple M Breakfast for your very own 30 minutes of fame with one lucky star winning an exclusive VIP experience thanks to the Tasman Luxury Collection Hotel in Hobart plus the Watch Sage Skin and Wellness Package, the Holistic Skin Clinic, providing experiences and real results. You might know this man from some of his comedy gear. I am so Australian. I put Vegemite on both sides of my toe, so if I drop it, I don't care which way it lands. <laughs> I am so Australian. If a massive wall of bushfire flame is headed toward my property, I'll stand on the roof in my jammies with a hose in my hand and consider it a fair fight. <laughs> Back off or I'll put my thumb over the nozzle. <laughs> I am so Australian. I've been deliberately blocking my dunny in the hope that one day I'll meet Kenny. <laughs> I'm so Australian. Centrelink don't even know about this gig. <laughs> all right, let's do it. He's here, he's now. His name is Matt Hardy, comedian and all-round legend. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Tubes. Good morning, Ria. And good morning, Hobart listeners. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you here. Tell us why you entered Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. Uh, because it's about time. It's my time to shine. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get myself ready to do so, as uh, a song said many years ago. Uh, I'm glad that you played some of those uh, lines where I was trying to prove how Australian I was. You uh, are pretty Australian, though. Well, I mean, there's nothing more Australian than Van Diemen's Land, right? <laughs> That's true. The, the original aspect of this entire nation. Uh, there's other reasons why I'm so Australian. Yeah. Uh, when I was a teenager, I started a band. Did either of you two do that? 
I didn't quite get to the band. I did a fair bit of karaoke. Right, fair enough. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. We weren't very good. We didn't last long. Uh, our influences were Ice House mm-hmm. and Crowded House. We were shit house. <laughs> 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 I'm so Australian, I thought essential oils was the best of midnight oil. <laughs> My girlfriend's so Australian, right? She spends more time thinking about what I'm thinking than I spend thinking about anything at all. That's the Aussie way. Mm-hmm. It's the Aussie way. Yeah, so I just thought I'd um, turn up, say good day, and then throw my hat into the ring. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. That's exactly what it's all about. Triple M.com.au. If you want to enter just like Matt, we're going to learn a little bit more about you as the morning goes on, Matt Hardy, for your 30 minutes of fame. It's Triple M Breakfast. Now, Matt, I've known you from your comedy over a number of years, and I know you've done lots of things. You what? Just reel off, reel off exactly what you've done because it's. Well, it's a little bit, it's all under the radar, right? So I was a good comedian, uh, but not great. But I got to work with a lot of people that were. So I did 10 years in the UK. So I wrote with and for the likes of Ricky Gervais. And then that led to Kelsey Grammer, who is Frasier. Yeah. Uh, and then I've done you know a whole bunch of Melbourne International Comedy Festivals and Edinburgh Festivals. And uh, recently I attempted, that all involves writing comedy before you perform the comedy. Of course. And then recently uh, it occurred to me that uh, a great former AFL football player, the indigenous icon called Nicky Winmar, who mainly played for the Saints for the final year at the Western Bulldogs, and then before that was big in WA as he was coming up through the ranks. But um, I thought, how come no one's told his life story? Because I knew a couple of years ago it was coming up to the 30th anniversary of his big moment. If you're not into footy, he was being abused on a regular basis by football crowds back in the late 80s. Racially vilified. Racially vilified. And there was a point uh, at Victoria Park, Collingwood's home ground at the time, where he just decided enough was enough and walked toward the the crowd and lifted up his jumper and pointed to to his skin and said, I'm black and I'm proud to be black. Yeah, I, I think that f- that moment transcends football. I think that is the moment where AFL and VFL started to take racial vilification seriously. And he was a trailblazer in that regard. And it wasn't until he did that that we started to realise how hard our Aboriginal players had it. Exactly. And as he says, what would happen is uh, sometimes opponents, not just the crowd, but opponents would racially vilify him or his fellow Indigenous footballers. And so they would often take matters into their own hands and belt the bloke that was saying the bad stuff. Uh, but it wasn't against the rules to say racist stuff to your opponent back then. So so basically the, the, the perpetrator wouldn't get in any trouble, but the retaliator would. So they'd suffer twice. They'd suffer racism verbally on the field, and then they'd miss five, or six, five or six weeks from suspension yeah. for uh, dealing out some discipline. It was like a double blow, but there's some funny stuff. So, so I decided to write uh, or ask him if, he, if he'd write his own life story. He agreed to do so. He said, I'm not completely educated. He was brought up on a reserve or a mission, and could I, would I help him? And I jumped at the chance. Yeah, so I am holding the Nicky Winmar story, my story from bush kid to AFL legend. Yep, that's Nicky, out. Nicky Winmar with Matt Hardy. That is you. That's me. It's out this week on Alan and Unwin, big time publisher. It's, uh, I saw it prominently uh, positioned at Hobart Airport. The most, the biggest stack of books. So the the it's at uh, Big W. It's at um, all the all the independent bookstores. Target, Kmart. I'm very pleased. How how was the process to go through this with Nikki? Because I'm sure it would have raised some pretty hurtful stuff for him. Yes, and and, and for you potentially as a, as an empathetic human being. Well, and and as a white human being because I'm not black, and so I had to quickly learn um, or do my best to research and through Nikki understand how Indigenous people think, feel, speak. Act. Uh, he was brilliant in educating me as much as you know I can be educated without having black skin. But he's also a very funny man. He told me a story. Uh, the first time I ever met him, he said, "Oh, mate, I'm gonna have to take a breather. I'm gonna have to have a beer. Can we just like be a bit quiet for a while?" I went, "All right, no worries." He goes, "I've driven across the Nullarbor. <laughs> this was in Melbourne at the time <laughs> to catch up with you today." I went, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I was halfway across, middle of nowhere. I see this like shrubbery or whatever, and a guy steps out as I'm approaching." Right, and it's like put, puts his thumb up to hitchhike, and so I think, oh, this I'm, I'll pull over. I'll help this bloke out. So a, as I pull over, Nikki says, the bloke goes back behind the shrubs or whatever that are just the only sort of foliage. Is that the way you pronounce <laughs> that word? Right, and drags out this massive, heavy, big sort of bag like a cricket kit, like a coffin, as they call it. You put all your stuff <laughs> and lo- lobs it into the back seat, like with much effort, and then gets in the front seat. 
And so uh, they're driving for four or five minutes and the bloke hasn't said anything. And Nikki says, so uh, where are you going? And the bloke goes, none of your freaking business. Oh. Right? <laughs> and Nikki thinks, whoa, what? So he waits a few more minutes. He's freaking out thinking what's happening here. And he says, oh, so where have you, where have you come from? And the bloke goes, none of your freaking business. Right? <laughs> so about 50 miles down the road, they come to one of those, you know, one horse town servos. And he pulls over and um, he's sort of thinking, I'm going pre- to get some petrol and I'll think about what to do here. This is weird, yeah. right? And I'm a yeah. bit, bit, bit freaked out. And so as he walks toward the petrol bowser, he sees the bloke get out and walk toward the toilets. So Nicky thinks, stuff this. He runs back to the car, jumps in and just drives off. <laughs> right? <laughs> just drives off. Oh my with God. the bag still in the back or did he take the bag out? With, with, with the bag in the back. <laughs> so what happened? What? What's in the bag? None of your freaking business. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Matt, it's been a great time having you here. What have you got for us? Well, uh, I like visiting Tasmania. Uh, I live in Melbourne at the moment. My daughters live here, uh, so that's the most perfect reason to get on the flight. Yes. But I've noticed there's a lot of stuff uh, about Tasmania, about Hobart in particular, that can get far away. Right? Okay. right, right, and I don't so, want to be rude, but just, no. hear me out, okay? Okay. Well, I, I'm a big advocate for Hobart and Tasmania, but I'm, there are some things that I think can get far away. Well, but- I think that the, the Uber drivers from the airport, yeah, to the city here, yes, they seem to be super sensitive. So, so yesterday I get off the flight, yep, get in the Uber. Mm-hmm. The driver straight away, he's on me. He says, "Do you mind not smoking in my car?" I go, "I'm not, I'm not smoking." <laughs> right? He goes, "You got a cigarette in your mouth?" I go, "Yeah, I got shoes on my feet, but you don't see me walking." Right? So. <laughs> You've got to stick up for yourself. Yep. You must know that I'm a foreigner somehow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Then I was walking past a, like a suburban house to that Battery Point uh, yes, lovely, pub. Yes. Lovely, ship, lovely. Shipwright Arms. Shippies, yep. And I hear a terrible recorder coming out of a, a family home lounge room window. I mean, is there anything <laughs> that someone's learning the recorder? And I reckon the recorder can get far away. Yes. So do you know yeah. this actually happened at my daughter's class yesterday? Uh, one of the kids... Dad's is a flautist in okay. the TSO, the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra, and he literally took 25 recorders to my daughter's classroom. He can get far away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point of it? How many times in latter years that it, does it come in handy, right? Have you ever been on the freeway flying along in one of your mate's cars, P-plates on, a couple of them in the back are a bit drunk, hopefully the driver's behaving themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, you got the radio you know, tuned in. Someone will go, quick, 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 crank this up. There's a legendary recorder solo about to kick in. There's no legendary recorders. No, no, that's what I mean. They can get far away. Recorders, and so can... (laughs) So can... I I won't say his name, but he can get far away. You know who you are. He's a listener. He can get far away. It's Triple M Breakfast. We're celebrating 30 minutes of fame with Matt Hardy. Matt, it's been a great, it's been a quick 30 minutes. It has been a quick 30 minutes, but it's uh, some sort of uh, relief for me because I've been back in Melbourne. Uh, I've got two older brothers. Uh, parents have now both passed on. Uh, Mum was a year ago, and that made me become an orphan. Thank you very much. Sorry to uh, hear that, Matt. Thank you. And so now we are clearing the childhood home oh, for sale. How's that all going? Well, we are, it's tough, but it's also beautiful. You find toys and books and clothes that you've forgotten about that you had as a child, but also you find things about your parents out that you did not know. <laughs> I mean, my mother, under the mattress, had a copy of, we all know about Playboy, right? Mm-hmm. Playgirl. Oh, a, a, a similar magazine Ooh. back before the internet. I'm assuming that's uh, crosswords. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it. a centerfold of the actor Burt Reynolds wearing not much at all. Really? Yeah, and there was a, a poorly positioned staple uh, in that magazine <laughs> oh. that I reckon would require uh, urgent attention. You might want to sell this. This could be worth big money. <laughs> Burt Reynolds passed away not long ago. Well, well yeah, but he was, geez, he was a fit man. I mean, I assume it was a big staple. <laughs> <laughs> But we did find some stuff out about our parents we didn't really wish we had have uncovered. Uh, yeah, there was aspects. There was there was massage equipment. Let's say. Oh no. Uh, that that required you know uh, private let's time. Not, let's not. Let's, let's. <laughs> However, I'm happy that our parents were liberal and they obviously <laughs> yeah. loved each other because that's why they've got three boys. Yeah, brilliant stuff, Matt Hardy, <laughs> celebrating our 30 minutes of fame. Congratulations on this wonderful book, My Story from Bush 
kid to AFL legend, the Nicky Wimmer story. That would be a sensational read. Well, thank you very much. Uh, luckily, the, the likes of Tim Winton, Australia's probably most uh, fa- f- famous author, uh, he's come out and said it's one of the best memoirs he's ever read. Paul Kelly, the singer-songwriter, said it's utterly unputdownable. So there's opinions other than mine. I'm biased, of course, because I was involved with it, that say that this thing is is worth a read. It absolutely is. Get it at all your good bookstores, the Nicky Wimar story, my story from Bush Kid to AFL legend Matt Hardy. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M's 30 Minutes of Fame. Thanks for having me. What a beautiful day. Loving your texts coming through on 0488881073. Trish from Bridgewater's chipped back in. Good morning again. Just heard Anthony comment on speed limiters on cars. Anthony said if we're going to have speed, if, why can't we just have speed limiters on cars? Yeah, why do cars need to be going 160 kilometres yep. an hour? Well, Trish agrees. She says, I totally agree. I have a little Yaris. Its max speed is 220 <laughs> kilometres an hour. Where in Australia can you do that speed legally or safely? Mate, I would need a runway to get to that speed. <laughs> Anthony made a damn, makes a damn good point. Put limiters on all cars. Cheers from Trish in Bridgewater. That's Trish's perspective on what we should be doing about speed limits. This call-out came off the back of, are you allowed to do the double flash still? Yeah, to warn with your lights, not, with your lights. not flashing anything don't else. Flash, don't flash. <laughs> double flashing your lights, to, the high beams. To warn someone, not even high beams, is it? Because you're not supposed to dazzle someone with your high beams. You don't want to blind anybody. Don't worry. We all know what we're talking about. Flashing your lights at someone coming the other way when you see a potential hazard going the other way. As in a police officer? No, or I'm just a saying potential hazard. Speed camera? I'm saying potential uh-huh. hazard. Potential hazard. 0488881073 is the text line. It's triple M breakfast. You may have seen this in the media recently, but there is a new beer fighting climate change one sip at a time with Tassie ingredients. Joining us to tell us more is Sarah Turner, who is the Four Pines Environmental and Social Media, a social impact advisor. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. So tell us, what is going on with this Tassie Pilsner? So we'd heard about the incredible work that Tassie Business Forest were doing uh, with their innovative seaweed solution to help abate climate change and we just had to jump on board. So they have this seaweed called Asparagopsis, it's a native seaweed to Australia and they're growing it in Tasmania and if you feed it to cattle on a daily basis, a bit like us taking a vitamin C tablet, it can reduce methane emissions by up to 98%. We just really wanted to celebrate that. That's unreal, really, that you're putting this in a beer, though. So because we're brewers and we use so much grain to produce beer, that grain is diverted from landfill and fed to cattle. And so there's a win-win already. But we Uh, thought, what if we were to explore if we could take the sea feed, um, which sea forests create, and mix it in with our grain uh, to help reduce methane emissions, so supporting Aussie farmers, um, and yeah, really just celebrating what sea forests are doing. So we're exploring that currently with stakeholders, but we haven't got there yet, but it's a work in, in motion. Yeah, brilliant. So what? <laughs> tell us about how you use other Tasmanian ingredients at Four Pines because it's not just about the seaweed, is it? It's also about some local ingredients that you source here from Tassie. Yeah, so Tassie is, has got Hop Products Australia, so the largest hop grower in Australia, um, in beautiful Tassie, lots of fresh water, and um, they produce the Enigma Hop. So we've used the Enigma Hop, and in the beer, it creates this beautiful guava and light kid characteristic. So not only does the beer do good stuff, but it also takes tastes incredible as well with Tassie ingredients. Yeah, love that. Sarah Turner from Four Pines, the Environmental and Social Impact Advisor. Where can people get involved with the seaweed beer? Head to Dan Murphy's. It's on every shelf. Well, not on every shelf in Dan Murphy's, but it's in every Dan Murphy's store on a shelf. Brilliant stuff. Sarah Turner from Four Pines, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M. Thank you. See you. Triple M Breakfast. I've got a couple of shout-outs that have come through on 0488881073. Well, one of them has. Happy birthday to Big George in Bell Reeve. Happy birthday, Big George, a regular caller to the show. He calls in with opinions. Occasionally he's paid Tassie trivia. He's yeah. a great, great fella, Big George. 
Happy birthday, George. Treat Hope yourself, it's a good one. Treat yourself today, mm. Big George. Go and uh, treat yourself somehow. Whatever it is you want, you can have. And this one. <laughs> Tubes gives you permission. I'll give you full permission. It's your day, Big George. This one goes out. I'd like to give a shout out to my amazing friends, Jesse, Big Trosser, and Andy, who just completed a grueling four-day expedition they have named the Harry Cowan Memorial Adventure. They pack rafted down the Franklin River through multiple whitewater rapids, then hiked from Irene Abyss to the Frenchman's Cap, then out through the Frenchman's Cap Trail, past tiger snakes as thick as speed humps. Oh, my gosh. They are heroes, and if you see them in the streets of Hobart today, please congratulate them. That's huge. That comes from Tubes in North Hobart. <laughs> Good on you, Trosser. And Andy, I don't know how you're going to identify them. Trosser's just one of these. He's got a real big head. Um, like, if, if you walk past someone in the street today that looks like they might be a Trosser, just congratulate him. Give trosser, him a pat on the back. And he looks a bit like an Easter Island statue. <laughs> That's Trosser. And I've never met Andy. <laughs> but good on you, Andy. Good on you. Well done. It's Triple M Breakfast. Every single day, we give away $100 cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost on now by Creative Homes. Today, we're playing for $100 cash, and Kate from Oakdowns joins us. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. What's happening in your world today, Kate? I'm on my way to work, and I drive an automatic, and I just stall. So oh, no. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> you might I need a mechanic, know. Kate. I do. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. It's Are you pulled again. over at least? Yeah, I have. Okay. Good. If anyone's out there and wants to help Kate, get in touch with the show on 0488. I'm in a white Kia. <laughs> She's in a white Kia. You've probably got as much luck finding Kate as you do Trosser with a big head. Uh, Kate, can you test your buzzer, please? Kate. Beautiful. You will be taking on brand new player to Tassie Trivia, Anna from Mount Nelson. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. How are you today? What's happening in your world? Well, funny, I'm also in a white Kia and I'm also on my way to work. <laughs> are you the same person? No, he's sitting, no. Next, he's sitting next to Kate. No, I, I would help her if I could find her. Oh, God. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's the trivia of cares. Right, Anna, um, can you test your buzzer, please? Anna. Beautiful. You know how it works, Anna? Yes, I think I do. Beautiful. I've- Listened enough. <laughs> oh, it's great to have your company every day, Anna. I hope you tune in every day and you're telling plenty of people to tune into Triple M Breakfast. Let's do sure it. A hundred bucks cash. Thanks to Creative's fifty thousand dollar first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Question number one. How many Tasmanian entries are set to take on the Sydney to Hobart yacht race over the holiday season? Is it A, three, B, seven? Kate. Kate. Seven. Correct. You're halfway to 100 bucks, Kate. <laughs> Question number two. What is the name of the walk on Queen's Domain honouring our lost soldiers? Is it A, Soldiers Walk, B, Veterans Walk? Kate. Anna. Ooh, Kate. A? And just like that, Kate, you've won 100 bucks cash. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, Anna. Bad luck. <laughs> no problem. You did... No worries. Enjoy. Anna, I'm curious. What key are you in? <laughs> Um, the Sportage. Oh, nice. I'm in a Serato. Oh, <laughs> you might go. need the $100 to fix yours. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> Anna, thanks for your time. You can play again another time. Thanks, though. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a Be day. safe in your Kia. And, Will Kate, do. you've got options here. You can take the 100 bucks cash or you can come back tomorrow for uh, 200 bucks. Uh, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. All I'm right, Kate, it. what are you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to put it towards the car, put it towards the expensive economics of the world. <laughs> Don't forget to treat yourself, Kate. Oh, I will. That's I will. Kate from Oakdowns driving, well, stalling <laughs> with, with 100 bucks cash. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes Hobart. Triple M Breakfast. Gee, we've got some texts coming through. Morning tubes. Just going off what Fat's question this morning. So Fat sent us an, a text in. This morning, mm-hmm. thank you, Fats, for your text saying, has the double flash died? That is the double flash to warn people of a pending hazard. Uh, hazard is the word you were using, behind like you. maybe a speed camera, etc. Well, yes. But I think it's illegal. 
Uh, sure. But morning tubes, just going off what Fat's question was this morning, I totally agree with doing the double flash. As a kid growing up and seeing my parents doing it and being a curious kid, I asked why. I was told it's made to believe there's one of the most common Aussie and curious things to do. They wave if you give someone, let let them into traffic, or pa- and when you wave and passing someone on a narrow road. Both have been fairly slack and need to be done more. That comes from Captain Angry. So good on you, Captain Angry. Mm. He agrees with the double flash. Good morning. If you don't wear your seatbelt properly under your arm because it's annoying your neck, you may as well not wear it. Being dead is more annoying. Having it over it your shoulder annoying. stops your head and torso flying forward. People still die with airbags. That comes from a former professional firefighter. We know that seatbelts are to be worn across the shoulder. Someone from the Triple M newsroom, won't say who it was, <laughs> got a fine for wearing it underneath the shoulder. People who are texting in saying, tell Rhea to adjust her seatbelt with the push button located in the pillow where the top of the seatbelt sits. It'll stop rubbing on the neck. That's from Darren. It wasn't Rhea. It wasn't Rhea. Rhea, Rhea wears her seatbelt. I do, but properly. also, Tubes, I'm a short person and I have adjusted that in my seat and it still does dig in. I wear mine properly and I deal with the digging in, but get, it doesn't get any shorter. Here's a tip. Get a bigger torso. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. There was a time where I nearly hit a rogue cow on a country road. About 30 seconds later, I flashed a car going towards the cow to warn them it was there. It wouldn't have been a good outcome hitting a cow. Is flashing your lights in these instances okay? Any thought? Cheers, Tiger Demo. Love it, Tiger Demo. So we're going to get uh, Taz Police on tubes. I've been in touch with them this morning in the next couple of days to maybe clarify that and Mm -hmm. any sort of other misconceptions because we were talking earlier about whether it's okay to have an open bottle of alcohol in your boot, so nowhere near you, you're not touching it, you're not drinking and driving, but it's in your boot, Yeah. Uh, whether it's okay to drive with thongs on, that sort of thing. So we're going to get some of those things clarified for you, Hobart. So if you've got anything that you want us to ask about road rules and driving and things like that, let us know, 04881881073. Yeah, TAS Police are going to come on and answer your questions. Steve in Newtown, morning tubes and rear. Can I give a shout-out to my son, James, who turned 16 on Sunday, just gone? It was difficult to let him know that we had bigger things going on, like the big fella doing the point to pinnacle. Also, <laughs> Monday, he started driving. Stoked parents. Well done, James. Happy birthday. All the best with your L's. You can text any time. 0488881073. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm glad somebody is. It's great to have your company. You can text. It's Free Plug Friday. So text on 0488881073. If you want to plug your mate, a local business, a someone's birthday, anything that you've got to plug, a local event, send us through a text 0488881073 or give us a call tomorrow morning from 6. We'll catch you then. Have a great day and treat yourself. Bye. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.